Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Jessica Piper of Newell Brands and the Delaware County Council. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual coffee talk. Ooh, a coffee talk. I like those. I know. They're your favorite. (laughs) What's this one all about? This one is all about the human library, unpacking bias in the workplace. You know, there was this podcast. I know. I think it's called Good Girl Gone Boss. It was pretty awesome. They interviewed the gal who runs that. Absolutely. Well, Peggy Lewis is who you're talking about. And she and Charlize Jameson, also former guest of the Gone Boss podcast many moons ago in the very beginning, they will be facilitating this conversation. About the human library. Yes. What does your bias look like? We all have biases, every one of us. It's natural part of our defense mechanisms. And the more we embrace this notion and understand it, the better we can diffuse our own reactions to bias. Since everyone holds biases, how does it impact work in the workplace? Still don't think you have any? Or maybe you embrace the idea and want to see ways to confront and challenge them. During this workshop, we will explore the impacts of bias and diversity. We'll see how the process of the human library works and the impact it has on the workplace and individuals. At the end, you will have explored your own biases, experienced a human library reading, defined common prejudices, examined how confronting bias in general can lead to better understanding overall, and positively impact the work environment. Now, when is this going to happen again? This will be Thursday, November 11th from 8 to 9.30. Okay, November 11th. Yeah. 11-11. 11-11. It's a lucky day. I think, I think so. you're supposed to make a wish, right? Well, when it's 11-11 on the clock. On yeah. the clock, you make a wish. Yeah, so you can make a wish on this day, too. You wish you went to the human library. Virtual coffee talk. And who's it going to be presented by again? Peggy Lewis of the human library and Charlize Jameson. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Jessica Piper, Senior Global Analyst for Newell Brands. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, what is Newell Brands? Well, you know, that's a great question because a lot of people around here probably aren't that familiar, but what they are familiar with are the iconic ball mason jars. And they're familiar with what Ball Corporation used to be here. They sold off the brand to a company called Altrista, which a lot of people who've lived here for a while are familiar with. They then changed their name to Jarden, which came from the jar and then all the other products that they had in their portfolio or things you would use in your house and your den. So that's where Jarden came from. Um, And you may have seen that sign if you drive up and down Memorial, you've probably probably seen the sign there at our manufacturing facility. But then we were purchased by Newell Rubbermaid a few years ago, and now we are known as Newell Brands. Now, what's your role there? Senior so, al- and, uh, global analyst. analyst. What is that? Global analyst. Yes. What is I'm that? a senior. Not, glo- yeah, not even a junior. She's a senior. Senior global analyst. It sounds very fancy, right? So I actually handle all the data coming in for all of our brands globally, 
and take that information, extrapolate it into reports for different parts of the business. So marketing or sales or quality assurance. We work very closely with quality assurance just because if we're seeing any trends in any of our products, we want to make sure we get those uh, you know, fixed very quickly for our consumers. So it's a really exciting gig. I've been in this position for three or four years now. So I, I really enjoyed it. It sounds really fancy. It does sound fancy. <laughs> so how long have you been there? So I've been with, well, I always say Altrista Jarden Newell <laughs> <laughs> um, for it just over 16 and a half years. It'll be 17 wow. years on, in February, wow. which is crazy because like I don't feel old enough to say I've worked somewhere for almost 17 years. It's very strange to me, but obviously I love what I do and the brands I support. Now, you, uh, you had the opportunity to do some cooking shows or something like that, <laughs> either online or streaming. Like, tell us about that. Yeah, so one of the things that, um, it's like, I guess I should back up my unofficial title that I, you know, also hold at the office is I'm our home canning expert. So I have been through all kinds of trainings. I'm a certified process engineer through the USDA, and I would travel around the country doing demonstrations on canning and doing canning classes. So there used to be a lot of YouTube videos of me um, and Facebook Live videos of me doing canning demonstrations. Demonstrations. What some of that led to was the opportunity to actually appear on QVC in the kitchen with David. I was on oh, that wow. show. Yeah, yeah, it was like a big deal. It's yeah. like my yeah. dream come true. <laughs> um, so three three times I got to appear on QVC. Uh, that was. It was so cool. And what people don't realize is how much training you have to do before you can actually go on air. So you have to, your company flies you in and you go through this training and it's, it's pretty intense. They give you like 10 seconds to like sell me your product. And like, that's how they kick off the class. Yeah. And you're like, what, what is going on? And like, I don't know, this is strange. And like, you know, like you failed. You And I mean, everyone fails. You can't, no, no one goes to their class and like passes that like first test the first time. But by the end of the day, they have you in front of the camera with other QVC hosts just to see what your body language like you're in like the chemistry and all the stuff and then you get like a pass fail there's no like really? maybe some more training it's like either you make it to be on tv or you don't and it was really kind of intimidating but uh, i have even more respect for those personalities on like qvc hsn if you ever get an opportunity to watch if you're not someone who watches those folks literally have about 30 seconds before their show goes on air to meet with each brand or product to hear about it and then they, they leave you and you're just like standing backstage until someone's like, all right, you're up. And it's just, it's, and you have to make sure you're looking at the right cameras and watching the, it's, it's intense. It's way more intense than people realize. <laughs> well, I've seen like on, cause I love trashy TV. So yes. I've watched Real Housewives and like they followed Lisa Brenna out to QVC one time. She's like, it's crazy. There's so much to do. And yeah. So I guess I thought it was just cause she's, you know. A real housewife. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But no. It's but it's yeah, it's way. intense. Okay. And the, right. so the funny thing is the first time I finally went on air, I had just broken my foot. And so I was like in a cast and such. And I was in the green room and Terry Bradshaw was like, hey, girl, what's that? Like, what's going on? I'm like, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Like, it was so, and it's because you like never know. He was there for like Nutrisystem or something, but it was just strange. And he was like, hey, girl. And I'm like, oh, hi. Like, <laughs> it was weird, you know? Like, I'm not ne necessarily like a starstruck person, but, but you I wasn't expecting yeah, it. Yeah. Like, and then I don't know. It was strange, but it's, you weren't like, let's go outside and throw the pig skin around. No, or no, 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 I wasn't. I mean, <laughs> it could have been a good story, but I should have thought of that. I didn't. Missed opportunity, but. But yeah, that was just, it was really, really cool. And I'm, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I had the opportunity to do because of, the you know, the place I work and my job and having that home canning expert 
uh, title, not my real title, right? But my other no. other title, I actually got to close the New York Stock Exchange a few what? years too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. We were there for like the closing bell on a Friday. We had a big canning event in New York on that Saturday that I was emceeing and they had us come to the New York Stock Exchange and I got to like awkwardly clap for two minutes as like the bell was ringing because you do, you stand there for like two minutes and clap nonstop. It's strange too. It's so weird. The things <laughs> that you see on TV that yeah. are like, oh, that's really neat. No, they're weird. Some of these things are strange, but it's a well, cool opportunity. My question was, since you're a home canning expert, do you can at home? Uh, I, I do a little bit, so not a ton. I mean, a lot of people who are canning well, have... it sounds like you're doing it all the time, or <laughs> we're doing it I, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and, nece- and you know, I would give it to friends and family and stuff, the stuff I would can, especially in the office. When I would do trainings, I'd always have a lot of food <laughs> left over because... You, you shouldn't move a hot jar after it's been canned for like 12 to 24 hours. And so yeah. people would fly in for trainings and then they'd have to fly back and it's bigger than four ounces and all this other stuff, right, you have to think yeah. about. So I always had all kinds of stuff. So I'd always make sure for trainings I canned the things I liked because um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get them. But, you know, I, I live alone. It's just me and my three cats. And uh, so there's not a lot of people eating home canned food. So I, I, I always have pepper jelly on hand because that's a great... Uh, item to take if you're going to a housewarming party or something you can take that pick up a block of cream cheese and some crackers at the store and like hey look what I brought like you know (laughs) yeah it's like it's yeah exactly just blend this all together and you got a snack or um and my other secret is dilly beans so they're pickled green beans which sounds kind of strange but you use the brine for what I like to call dirty dilly martinis Ah, and then you garnish with the the green beans. So sometime if I see y'all out, I'll be like, here's a jar and I should have brought it. <laughs> That's all right. And you can give it a try, but it's uh, a nice secondary use for some brine. Hmm. Very know. cool. Now yeah. you mentioned your cats. <laughs> I've seen the cats on uh, social so media. Cute. Now they're, they're newer cats, right? Like, well, kind of. So I have, now, yeah, well, I have my 14 year old. Okay. So, so, so you did have an older cat. Yes. Yes. So I, I had, uh, she's my support cat. I got her well, 14 years ago after my dad passed away. So she's she's my support cat. And I always thought, like, I only need, like, one cat. That's fine. And then, like, fast forward to COVID quarantine 2020, and I opened up my front door to go outside to get the mail, and this gray cat walked in my house. And I was like, what, what happened? And my cat's like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, so... <laughs> don't, my cat's like, this is my house She's now. like, I've claimed you. And so, like, I posted on Nextdoor and Facebook, and no one claimed her. And she's a stunning cat. And I'm like, how do you not claim this cat? So I take her to the vet, and I was pretty sure she was probably pregnant, and they were like, three to four kittens. And I was like, okay, I can find three or four homes. Like, I can Mm -hmm. do this. Like, I know a lot of people. Okay, I I can do this. She had six. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, so I had eight (laughs) cats in my house for like three months, but I'm proud to say that I did place all of the kittens. One of them did go to my mother, and I kept one kitten who adored my 14-year-old. And I was like, all right, like, I can't. I can't separate you two. So, what about the mama cat? <laughs> I have her too. Okay, <laughs> so those are the three cats. Well, well okay, yes, okay. yeah. So, uh, mama cat is Princess Aurora, and she actually has her own Instagram. So, little orphan Rory, check her out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get Insta and like TikTok famous with the cats. It's not really going that great yet. So maybe this will help. Absolutely. <laughs> I just do that because I know not everyone's crazy about cats and I don't want to post like all the cat stuff out on like Facebook. So that was my avenue of being like, look at my cats. But 
whatevs. So you also are involved in some local politics, is that correct? I, I am. I'm pretty heavily involved. I am an elected official. I'm actually vice president of the Delaware County Council. I serve as the vice president of the Delaware County Republican Women's Club and the vice president of the Delaware County Republican Party. So I'm very <laughs> involved. Um, but right now, it just, you know, county council's taking up a lot of time. That's my busiest portion of my political uh, jobs, I suppose. Okay. Yes, and she had a cool tagline when she was running. Uh, it was, pick Piper. Yeah, because how can you I forget? Mean, how could you not? I mean, yeah. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, and I do canning. Like, yeah. it really, oh. I think it writes like, itself at that point, right? 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 And your colors were amazing. Yes, neon yellow and blue, so yes, I... Yes, and assault on your eyes, but <laughs> hey, you, you would stand, stand out in the yards. <laughs> you, can't, you can't miss me, but, like, I just... I wanted something that was different because in 2016, no one really knew. I mean, I thought I knew a lot of people just because of, you know, being in Delaware County almost my entire life, all the jobs I've had, you know, working on like our company's United Way campaign. I was a group fitness instructor at the downtown Y for like six and a half years. Like I thought I knew a lot of people. And then you go run for office and you're like, gee, I know no one. (laughs) Wow. And so being kind of a newcomer, I wanted something that really stood out. And if you know me, I have like this really bright, happy, at least I think I have a really bright, happy personality. And I was like, neon yellow would be perfect. And (laughs) (laughs) there you are. So now you mentioned you are a bright personality. Now, where did that come from? And I'm going back to college because I know something about you. You were a cheerleader. Uh, I was, yeah, I was on the Goldduster dance team there at Purdue. Uh, So that was where I really kind of spread my wings. To believe it or not, I was extremely shy as a child. Like high school, I would like actually avoid people at the mall so I wouldn't have to have a conversation. Like I painfully shy. And I remember telling mom that summer going into my freshman year at Purdue, I was like, I'm going to have like a lot of friends and I'm going to like make an attempt to like be social. And she was like, okay, like, I'm sure she was like, that's cute. Like, whatever. Cause you know, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And you know, the funny thing is one of my best friends from college, she was in my very first class. And to this day, she'll tell you, I terrified her that first day. Cause I was trying so hard to be like outgoing. And that wasn't like a common normal feeling. And yeah. So it was like, yeah just like it wasn't in my fiber to be that and then over time that obviously just changed but when you're on the dance team at Purdue which we did cheerly you know cheers and stuff on the sideline too you're at a football game there's like 68,000 people I was there when Drew Brees was like our quarterback so like those games were always sold out tons of people and you know we had to not only cheer the whole the whole game but then learn a routine and it was a new routine every week for halftime so, like, now you're in front of 68,000 people. You've literally had five days to learn this new, like, three-minute routine. And you don't want to mess up because, like, there's people everywhere. Everyone's yeah. watching. And uh, it was it was really cool. But because, you know, Drew and the rest of the team, which we just had our 20-year anniversary of our, our Rose Bowl team a while back now. And it just brought back a lot of memories. And it was really cool. We, You know, I got to be in the Tournament of Roses parade. Well, that's fun. How many people get to do that? Like I've had a lot of really cool opportunities in my life, but mm. that that the dancing on the on the Goldduster dance team certainly helped pull me like out of my comfort zone and and turn me into the uh, non shy <laughs> person I am today. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong; there are definitely moments where it's like I don't want to be outgoing and like I just kind of want to hide in a corner. But then I can't do it. I'm just like I can't do this. I have to go be social and meet people. So. <laughs> And on your socials, I always see you hanging out with Mitch Daniels. What's up with that? (laughs) Well, he is the president of Purdue University. And so I am probably one of the 
biggest Purdue fans you're going to find in Delaware County. I attend almost every home football, basketball game. Anytime there's any kind of fun event on campus, like I'm there. There's a big fundraiser. Last year was the first year they haven't done it in a while because of COVID, but the Boilermaker Ball, which is a big fundraiser for the Mm -hmm. university. So I go there. He's always there. And then it's always like a theme party. And anyone who knows me knows I love a theme. I will dress (laughs) up for any theme. And I always go hunt him down because he actually like will dress up too. Like he gets into the themes. He's not always like in the tuxedo being all proper and... He's, he's actually very, very down, a very down to earth guy. And he's always so nice and friendly. And so, yeah, that's why you, you always see me with him because I'm always there. And I'm like that creeper who finds him. And I'm like, Mitch. And he's like, there's that chick from Delaware County. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so what do you like to do for fun? Oh, gee. All kinds of things. Well, traveling is probably one of my most favorite things to do. You um, took a big trip, didn't you? I've taken a few. Actually, I've taken some really interesting trips during COVID, which has been, yeah, you know, the last one I saw you went out West, right? The last big one. Yeah. So for my birthday, my best friend and I were supposed to go like on a cruise, which obviously in 2020 got canceled. And so we were trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, well, there's only like 10 states I haven't been to yet. So let's figure out which one to go to and like, at least get it off my bucket list, like find a state. So I started looking into South Dakota. And I was like, well, we can go see Mount Rushmore, we can do the Badlands. And there was so much to go see and do. Well, because I'm kind of an exception nerd I had a spreadsheet and I (laughs) (laughs) I figured out like I got all these websites of like weird like roadside attractions and I was like figuring out what mile marker and like okay is this close to someplace like what's your I asked her like what's your fuel economy like I'm trying to figure out like when can we like tie this into a gas stop so we're like being productive you know good use of our time because I'm obviously OCD and (laughs) (laughs) so I mean it was like no we I kind of I put times in the spreadsheet for like when we should be doing things but it wasn't like we had to stick exactly to that um and we once we got to it took us two days so we stopped in Austin Minnesota which by the way is the home of spam it's where like the spam museum is who knew all right Google did. Now we know. And yeah. And so, and then we drove on over. But what we did on the way out was take notes on things we saw that we wanted to hit on the way back. And like things like, apparently sunflowers are the one of the cash crops of South Dakota. Wow. Didn't know that. And we stopped on the way home, like to, at the Lower Ingalls homestead. And then we drove down to Iowa and went to Field of Dreams. Like it was literally like the best road trip because it was kind of structured, but then wide open at the same time. And, you know, and, and it was strange too, because there were so many people at that time who were still kind of uncomfortable and not traveling. So we didn't have a lot of traffic. We didn't run into a lot of people. It was just, it was different. It, it was, was different. Yeah. But, Sounds like an awesome road trip. But it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, right? Because, I mean, it felt like the Badlands, we would just, we wouldn't even see people sometimes. And to have all that space, that wide open space, basically to yourself, like, it was, it was a really, really the pictures don't do it any justice, but it was a really cool trip. Hmm. You should do it. Yeah. Take the fam. What does success mean to you? For me to feel successful, I need to be able to achieve something that I can like visually see, right? Like I feel like I'm, or can put into like a a number or quantify, right? Like that's the analyst in me like, okay, I did this many things or I did that. But for me, it's like, like I feel successful because I can use like my, let's say canning knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And I can teach other people. And it's like, I feel successful by knowing what I know to make sure other people are doing something safe. And it's like, wow, like I helped build that. Like we worked on, um, so I mentioned earlier, I was a Zumba instructor for six and a half years and I somehow got pulled into the Zumba build for Habitat for Humanity. And every time I drive by that house now, it's going to be like, I helped that. Like that's a success because that's 
building a home for someone. It's, I need to see things. It's not like a financial number for me. Now, I will say I will feel successful when I can retire at the age I want to retire and not have to work anymore, but that's still many we decades away from that. Work, Come on. Well, well, let's all be honest. If I'm not working, I'll be volunteering. Like they'll exactly. still be like, I won't be You'll getting, still be working, just not yeah, paid for it. I just won't get paid for it, but I can like sleep in and then, okay. yeah. you know, do whatever, whenever. But yeah, you're right. I'll never actually like retire. But a lot of that's just like seeing how I've been able to help someone else grow. And that's how I can measure my success for the most part. Perfect. What gets you excited about life? What gets you up? What gets, well, the cats. figuratively and literally no I just um I enjoy having new experiences and going places and so you know and I I enjoy learning new things and I know not everyone's all like I'd love to go back to school I'd love to go back to school like I love to learn and grow and I get to do that in my job I get to do that politically every day and that's exciting to me as maybe as nerdy as it sounds like learning how to use a new formula in my power bi tool like sweet like yeah tell me more about that like that's exciting to me and it, it gets me you know maybe more excited than other people i'll actually like message my best friend sometimes i'm like girl if you could see the spreadsheet that i just created like i can't share because it it's like proprietary but i'm like you can if you could see what it can do like it's amazing and like i actually get excited about that kind of stuff but what gets me I get really excited about Purdue, right? Yeah. Any chance I get to go to Purdue and then like travel. So it's just kind of a variety of things. I don't have one thing that really like makes me What tick. about county council night? Does that get you excited? County council. <laughs> 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 you know, um, I actually do enjoy when we have our, our meetings and whatnot, because that's an opportunity, especially now with technology, we are streaming our meetings and people get the opportunity to watch on Facebook or go back and watch on YouTube if they don't have Facebook as a social media platform. And it's important for us to be able to, to share that data. And I, I get all geeked out by some, you know, certain things that'll come before us. Some meetings are really kind of boring. It's simply moving money from one line item in a budget to something else because an unexpected expense came up. And, you know, this is budget season for most communities. Going through and understanding why we only receive how much we do from the state. So I, I've been pulling all kinds of data from all 92 counties because I'm a nerd like that. And I'm, but I'm also looking for opportunities to benchmark and see what other communities are doing. And it's like you look at population change, household median income, looking at tax rates, local income tax rates, property tax rates, and trying to figure out all the moving gears and how that works. And then someone like me gets really excited about that. I need to know that for myself to understand how all the moving pieces work. So... There you have how it. you can best help implement and allocate do the, those resources. Yeah, and do the best yeah. we can. I mean, we're all we're we're supposed to be good stewards of the taxpayer dollar. The county council is a fiscal body, so we handle all the the financials, and the county commissioners are the executive body, so they'll do more of the uh, well executive type things. They're essentially like the mayor, but for the entire county, and they they do that kind of stuff. Like if there needs to be an ordinance or a resolution. I know there's talk about a new some stop signs out by the reservoir. Like that's them roads. If they're in the county. That's the commissioners. If it's a city, it's a city, right? right. So, but, it, but when it comes to the money to pay for all that, yeah, it, it comes to us. Unless, yeah, and then the city council on yeah. the city side or the border works, border works on the city side. But it comes to us, and we're, you know, we're supposed to be good stewards of the taxpayer dollars and just making sure that we're spending all that, you know, really, we, you want to spend all of that money. You don't want it just being hoarded somewhere. You need to put that back in the community, whether that's in salary increases or if that's, 
unfortunately, more autopsies, you know, one of the line items now that's going up is stamps. Like you don't think about it, but all legal like government documents have to be snail mailed. There's like, you can't just like email or text or like there, there has to be a paper trail. Stamps just went up again. Right. We have to pay for it. Hmm. So... And everybody agrees with your decisions, right? Right. Never get any pushback. Shoot. Oh, boy. Now, you know, I would actually be quite concerned if it was like a utopia like that. And everyone's like, yes, that sounds great. And I'd be like, "Mm, why aren't you questioning me? So I do appreciate when people email me, call me, stop me out at the grocery store or whatever and ask me questions. And because I do all that extra homework, I can usually explain all the moving pieces. And they're like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. I don't like that answer, but I, I get it now. Yeah. Um, I feel like I actually do a pretty better job at that in person. (laughs) Written correspondence isn't always the best. And I actually learned that through canning when you're trying to understand someone's canning process. And you're like, well, what? Something doesn't sound right. But if you talk on the phone. Just a pinch of sugar is what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I use this big spoon. Because my grandma puts a handful in. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And so just I've learned with that particular job, you know, having a verbal conversation goes a long way and there's less room for miscommunication. Um, You know, when you're reading an email, you read it in the tone that your head currently is in or how you feel towards the person who sent the email. So they could say the nicest thing. You're like, oh, that's condescending, that jerk, you know, like, (laughs) you know, and and in reality, they were literally trying to pay a compliment or something. You know what I mean? It's it's difficult. So that's one of the, (laughs) one of the challenges is trying to figure out how to communicate sometimes. And now it's time for lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Oh, gee. Caught you off guard. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I love like I love music. I would have to go with Jason Aldean right now. Like okay. that's like the first one that comes to my head. You're a country girl? Sometimes. I listen to like hip hop and rock, but like that's the one I'm trying to think like when you ask that question, like, why do I tell Alexa to play? And a lot of times it's like Jason Aldean channel. That's your that's your go to. Or Drake channel. Okay. Which are totally different. Oh, those are totally those are different. A different. But I love going to Jason Aldean concerts because that means I wear my cowgirl boots, I got my hat, like I go like all <laughs> out because it's almost like a theme party again. So I'm gonna go Jason Aldean on this one. Okay. Drake is the number two. Excellent. Are you an early bird or night owl? Night owl. Okay. That's easy. I thought so. (laughs) What's your favorite book? You know, I would have to say Alice in Wonderland. Okay. It's just so weird. But it's like it's like a like a a book a kid could read, but like as an adult when you read it, you're like, This is this is strange. This is I was reading it to audio once and I was like, This is weird. Yeah. (laughs) Hence why my cat's name is Alice. But yeah. That makes sense. Now, we kind of talked about this, but have you ever met anyone famous? Oh, quite a few people. Yeah. Um, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. Well, I mean, obviously, like Drew Brees, because he comes back Drew to campus. Yeah, yes. comes back to campus. But um, Mrs. Brady, Florence Henderson. Uh, she. What? So part of being a gold duster is you get to perform at the Indy 500 every year because Purdue is the official marching band of the Indiana, Indianapolis 500. And she says and, that with swagger. Yes. <laughs> very proud. Very, very proud of that. And so she used to always sing before, before. For the race so i have a picture with her and anthony edwards was also uh he was like the marshal or whatever for the parade and stuff so i got to meet him um i'm sure there's plenty others but ted from queer eye for the straight guy can't remember his last name. Anyway, the guy from Chopped, too. Chopped, yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, that guy, Ted. Ted. <laughs> ah, him. Yes. So he actually was a host for one of our canning demos that we did in New York. And so I got to, like, actually work side by side with him doing some canning stuff. And Hugh Atchison, same thing. I got to work with him. 
so if you're a foodie, you recognize I these names. Yes, you do. But yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Neil Armstrong came back when I was on the dance team at Purdue. Like we had a big celebration and like he came back for that, uh, you know, rest his soul. But it, I don't know. There's been a lot of opportunities. A lot of football players because being at Purdue, you know a lot of people who went on yeah. to play pro. Brandon Gorin from here, right here in Muncie. He's got like four Super Bowl rings. So okay. I would say that's famous. Okay. We're not sportsy people. So, so you don't even know. I don't know who that no. is. Cool. But okay. Well, yeah. Important. yeah he, I will take your word for he's it. He's from here. Okay. okay. And All stuff. Right. <laughs> All right. And stuff. Yeah. Well, you've met too many uh, famous people. <laughs> I know. So. What's your guilty pleasure? Dance moms. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anything Real Housewives, so that's all right. I, I grew up, I was in a dance company here in town. That The company's no longer here, but I was a member of the Victoria's Dance Company. And so dancing it from the time I was four and doing the whole competition scene, like that show just resonates. Now, I can tell you that it wasn't that dramatic um, back in my day, but that's yeah. my guilty so pleasure. You really into it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Life is Beautiful. It's an Italian film. It won an award back when I, I was in college. This film, it is a Holocaust themed movie. Yes. It's sad, but it's very beautiful at the same time. And I highly encourage anyone to watch it. I know reading subtitles can be hard. You can have it dubbed over in English, which is kind of weird because then it doesn't match up with their mouth. But um, it's been one of my favorite movies for like, well, since college. It's it's a good one. It's it's well, deep. It's fa- not it's not like some you probably thought I was gonna be like like movie. oh I love this Disney classic. No no it's it's I life is beautiful. No yeah, one of my favorites is Schindler's List. I love that movie Still. too. The pianist like all yeah. of those like Holocaust. I'm just always I'm just intrigued by how many people were blinded by what was going on and just the stories that come out of all of that. I I don't know. I've always been since high school. You know studies like it's yeah so yeah so life is beautiful check it out what's your hidden talent my hidden talent well most people don't realize this but i'm a pretty good tap dancer okay well because you were in tap i was but like people don't necessarily know that as an adult like if they didn't know me when i was a kid they wouldn't know that i i could tap um i'm also not a terrible like baton twirler okay i think i've seen your baton twirlingness. it was at an event i think you had a baton every once in a while like if yeah if i get a hands on a baton like oh yeah and i'll just do like yeah it's i think i'm way better than i am but i yeah i can twirl okay-ish yeah you're i'm sure you're 100 better than all the rest of us so yeah Do you sing in the shower? Girl, I sing all the time. Okay. <laughs> I sing in the car. I sing in the shower. I love karaoke. I'm not very good, although my elementary school music teacher, if a video gets posted, she's like, great job. I'm like, mm, you're just so nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I karaoke with you. It's fun. <laughs> I think you've probably seen me at yeah. a Muncie Civic Theater, like, New Year's party, oh, probably yeah. doing Absolutely. some karaoke. Karaoke, so. and then the dancing always turns into, like, a sing-along. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yes. Star Wars or Star Trek? You know, I'm not necessarily crazy about either, but I would definitely lean Star Wars. Okay. I've probably, I probably more like a, yeah, I would definitely go Star Wars. I've seen both, but. You can also say neither. Yeah, but like, I I mean, I have watched all the Star Wars movies. Like I go to the theater, like when the new ones would come out, like I actually was a little more invested, but it's not like I don't. You're a fan. Yeah, I don't have like Yodas all over my house and (laughs) I didn't get into the like, you know, Disney Channel, Disney Plus, like the Baby Yoda stuff, like I, I'm not, so I'm not like in it to oh win it, gosh, but like that thing is awesome. Yeah, Mandalorian. Matt is in it. Oh, to win yeah. it. I, I may end up, I may check it out. Like it's like kind of in my to do list, but 
I mean, Yoda's cute and all, uh, but... Maybe Yoda's cute. Yeah. Yeah, and more <laughs> TV shows are coming. We've got Obi-Wan and the Boba Fett one. Oh, okay, I can't. I'm really geeking out, so I can't let's talk go about on this nerd stuff to anymore. the next one. <laughs> What's your most used emoji on your phone? It's probably the cat with the heart eyes. Okay. That's <laughs> very fitting. Okay. Ah. I think you're the first person. The cat with the heart eyes. <laughs> It's probably that one or the cat with like the crying laughing. But right now, like if you were to look at my most recent, it's going to be a train and black and yellow hearts because it's football season. Boiler up. (laughs) Thank you so much for being our guest today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. As a lot of our listeners know, I am a wedding DJ. Yeah. Off to the side. I also do high school dances here recently. You've been doing a lot of those recently. Like Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We try not to do as many of those or birthday parties, But reunions. a lot of Saturdays are booked with gigs, wedding gigs. Yeah. And something happened this year that hasn't happened since I, I don't know, started DJing uh, weddings way back in the day. When over 20 years now. Going on like 25, I think. Shh. I know. 20, 20, 20 some years. That's why years. I put it on the website. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Over 20. How about that? Anyway, I double book myself. I know. That never happens. So in the summer of 2020, uh, I got a text from a, a wedding planner, wedding coordinator, my favorite one. And she, she said, hey, you open this date? Book it. And you said, yes. Now, this was the summer of 2020 where nothing was going on and you had all the dates free. Exactly. So... <laughs> For whatever reason, it didn't make it to the calendar. Now, in January of 2021, I get a email, and this person wants me on that same date for their wedding. Right, and you're and like, and I book it. Absolutely, I put it on the calendar. yes. Well, this is why we don't like texts because texts. Oh, yes. We don't have a way to capture. We're old people. We like emails. I don't want Facebook messages. I don't want texts. If you want something, email it to me. But yeah, anyway, don't put anything important in a text. Just say. Hey, I, I, I need to talk to you about this. Or don't give me freaking details oh. in a text that I can't do anything with. <laughs> I, it happens anyway, all the time. That, that, we're that, we're old side thing. We don't. <laughs> anyway, so I, I booked this uh, gal's wedding on my calendar. And then in the summer of 2021, my favorite wedding coordinator, bing. Hey, you got me down for the 16th? Still good for that day? And I'm you're like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And of course, I go back through the texts, and there it is, like confirming. I, mean, he, I confirmed. You like, definitely I confirmed. <laughs> so I'm double booked at this point, and I'm freaking out because I've got to tell one of these two wedding people that, hey, I cannot do it. Right, which is a big deal. I mean, it's your wedding. Wedding. Now we're deal. just we're just lucky enough that my son, 17 year old Holden, has been doing gigs with me for the past year. I've been paying him to move speakers around. After I realized I had a double booking, I started to let him do the mix. <laughs> we started to get him properly trained. <laughs> so we properly trained him over the next uh, three months. And, uh, and you I, stepped up yes, as well. I used to go to gigs with you all the time. Yes. Uh, that ended in 2013. When, when uh, we had the baby. So seven years yeah, without going to maybe one or two. I've gone to a few here and there, but mostly like when it's like <laughs> family or that we're going to Or fun be, ones. Or fun you know. ones, my fr- our friends or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I haven't gone and done a gig in a long time, but I joked, I was like, well, between me and Holden, the two of us, we will be one functioning DJ. And you know what? We did it. I kind of wanted to barf for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wanted to barf because 
It's I, your name is on the line. How is DJ service? <laughs> I chose to do the one I booked uh, in January, which was a, a, just a nice wedding reception. Yeah. Uh, but we you, had the wedding, actual wedding the ceremony. ceremony and the reception. It was at Barn on Boundary. It's a beautiful venue. It is very lovely. There were I walked in the room. We went to the rehearsal to get yep. everything. Walked in the room. 250 chairs like that's a lot of people for a wedding <laughs> for our first wedding <laughs> plus it wasn't the uh the, it was chilly it was so cold <laughs> it, was so, it was the first really cold snap of the year and it was we were up on the second floor of this barn and it was so cold and of course we had to you know do all the the songs for the seating of the parents and the bridesmaids and the blah 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 and all this stuff and we, and we had to mic the we officiant. had to mic the officiant he, and then a dad he, had to pray now the officiant he changed things around last <sighs> minute he changed things the family changed things around last minute it was fun I was like and as djs that's just what you do you just roll with everything it. is like nothing goes the way you think it's gonna go and that's fine that's part of our job is to do with that so holden did all the all the technical stuff he set everything up he did all of the mixing because I don't, I don't want to do that. I know in theory how to do that, but I do not like but, doing but that. But you got on the mic. But I did all the mic stuff, which yes. I don't have a problem talking on a microphone. I think we have all established that 135 <laughs> episodes in. Don't have a problem with that. I corralled all the, like the bride and the groom and I dealt with the moms and the, the and the caterers and okay, photographer, what are we doing next? And all of that. So I did all the behind the scenes work. I didn't count my steps, but that barn is big. And so to like walk from like the back to the front, go talk to the mom, and go back cement to the floor. cement floor. And I wore my good shoes but man I, I woke up the next day i'm like oh ow my back <laughs> now, now you understand why i uh, really don't do much on sundays i know why yes i understand <laughs> run around all that kind of so thing. it was fine it was it was a lovely wedding the people were married and happy at the end of the day now you also got lucky because yours was a dry wedding i don't know if you call it lucky or not <laughs> Well, it dry weddings usually wrap up a little early. So you guys We were, were done by like nine. They were done by nine. Which is unheard but of. But everybody was happy. You got a tip. We got a tip. Yay. You know, people, you can tip your DJs, which is nice. You don't have to, but it, it makes our day when you do. Think the caterers and the florists and everybody else would probably say the same thing. <laughs> Just a PSA out there. But we got a tip. They said we did a great job. We did not tell them it was our first solo DJ gig and that nope. they were getting the B team, the... the <laughs> but they became the A-team. We were night. the A-team. And it really, really helped me out. It now, did. mine was uh, not a dry wedding. It was a liquid wedding, and they got liquidated. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Well, so. those are, I mean, those are always fun, too. But I don't think I would want a wedding like that on our first gig no because no, you don't want that and i had told holden i'm like all right if this is a drunk if this is a wedding with alcohol i will deal with the drunk people because yeah you you always did that i always well. i always did that. i don't mind I, I what is it about drunk people and djs they always come right when the last few beats are uh yeah. going of the song and the next song begins and they want to hear uh, uh i want to hear that, I hear Bruno that song. Song you know again. that song uh, you already played it like at the beginning but i wasn't around or i wasn't drunk enough to appreciate it so <laughs> i want you to play it again or then they come behind the booth oh. with their like beer in their hand yes. and they're like hey man and they're like looking over your shoulder and you're like please don't spill your beer on my on my on my, on my laptop on my computers on my mixer pop. like like this show would be done if you did that <laughs> so i always run the interference for the interference, for, and yes. take the requests and do all that and i don't mind doing that That's, and when holden I sticks around fun. he does the same thing for me now yeah so. so it's fun i joked with holden i was like hey uh now that we've done it together you know we could we could take our show on the road we could be like the stepmom and son like dj 
hockey team. We could like double our money. Like, and he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765 765- 233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone, gone boss. boss.